The following program was produced by a community producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the community producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Good evening, Malden. Welcome to 02148. My name is Mike Sharon. I am your host for the evening. It is Wednesday, May 18th. It's been a couple months since I've seen you. Uh, we did not do a show uh, back in April, but uh, we're back with a bang tonight in the month of May, and I'm so excited. Uh, tonight's guest is uh, well-known in the Malden community, quite frankly, across the country. He's an award-winning comedian comic actor, and as you'll find out, uh, wears many hats in the entertainment industry. His name is Dave Russo, and before we start our little conversation with Dave, why don't we uh, check him out in action. I wasn't allowed to curse when I was growing up in my household. My mom would wash my mouth out with soap. I don't know if your parents did it. Some of you guys are not. Yeah. You guys were lucky, though. Your mom probably grabbed, like, a new bar. <laughs> Thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> right from the shower. Okay. Uh, me and my little brother were like, no. Not the same bar of soap that washes dad's ass. There he is. Oh, boy. Dave Russo, welcome uh, yeah, to the program, hey, buddy. Hey, that but, stuff uh, never gets old. That is hysterical. Uh, you know what? Tell me uh, about the that. The curly cue at the end. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, you know, can I tell you how long that uh, I thought we were going to be able to watch that stuff? I don't know. Well, yeah, we on the monitor. There we are. We're no, back. No, but you know what? Uh, I actually wrote that in 1999. I wrote that bit, and I first performed it. You ready for this? The first time I ever did it was at Angie's Clams in Revere. Wow. On the Rotary. Oh my my buddy Kevin Charles, we were doing a comedy show. There was a great little room, and uh, yeah, the whole about being cursing because the uh, the owner of the family was a strict Italian family, and they were like, hey, if you're going to do comedy at Angie's Clams, you got to be classy. You can't be doing <laughs> We got to be classy at Angie's Clams. It was great. But, uh, wow. Yeah, that's how, so that's that, good and, stuff. And then you know what? It's one of those things that... Uh, it, it prepares me that uh, I can't, like right now, we're doing live TV and I can't curse. Well, so I'm going to get soaked. I'll be good. Right. <laughs> we used to do live. But. Hey, yeah, and, and that, that's live just hysterical. Every time I see it, I, it cracks me up. And I wonder if it's because maybe a certain certain age, like we grew up, I, we grew up with, the, you actually had it happen. I think it happened to my older brothers. And it was over, it was a threat. Yeah, by yeah. Our parents and our grandparents. I don't know if they still do it today, but washing your mouth out with soap was something we all grew it up was, with. It was a threat. And uh, and then, you know, when you get old, you start thinking about that stuff. You go, oh, my God, my mother washed my mother with soap, and she didn't even get, like, a new bar of soap. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, back then, I guess that made us tougher. You know what I mean? And then people yell out, oh, liquid soap. I'm like, no, that was mouthwash. You had bad breath. You know? When you get heckled on Always that, gets a big laugh, I assume. It, you know what? It yeah. Actually, it, the rhythm of that joke somehow does really well. Yeah. And and when people can relate with it, I don't, I don't know about... Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's one of those ones where it's a go-to when I uh, when the there you crowd go. you know when I gotta get the crowd on my side. You could at least yeah. say you do a clean show, you know, you use soap. And, uh, well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> right now in this day and age, when it comes to comedy, uh, I tell you what, um, you have to be relatively clean, but you also you have to be aware that you might be performing in front of three different audiences, even though there's one audience. 
Explain. Okay. Well, let's say now, you and I just talked about, um, you know, getting our mouths washed out with soap. Okay? Right. Okay. A generation Y oh, or a Z, right. yeah. they, 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 they'll call the police. My right. mother stuck soap in my mouth, and, and, and you know what I mean? So, right. no, that's right. uh, for instance, I'll give an example, and this isn't a bad thing, but if a young person's watching this right now, you have to, I have to explain this joke, a younger person. Whereas when we were born, the, the doctors would hang us upside down and spank our bum until we cried. Okay, so back in the day, when you had a birthday cake, you would get 10 spankings when you turned 10, 11 spankings. I mean, that's obviously... Well, I pay extra for that in Vegas, I guess. But anyways, these are just <laughs> local access fun jokes. But my point is, when I said, you know, if I say if I'm on stage, oh, you're 30 years old, someone owes you a spanking. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, 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 no let me right. explain, let me explain. Right. So, uh, and, and it's different, and I see this with the comedy because uh, I'm not here to offend, and but... You know they're gonna think that I'm ignorant. Where I'm thinking, well, no, no, you're kind of you don't know you don't know the you know you don't know where that's coming from either. I'm not you know what I mean. So it's kind of yeah. you have to be able to be aware and actually edit. You have to edit while you're doing comedy. Yeah. And, and the lightliness of that right now is like Magic Johnson when he's playing basketball and he's going down and he has to edit. Oh, should I pass to the weak guy or the good guy? Or oh, that guy's not good. So that's how that's how difficult comedy is right now. Yeah. I mean, do you feel that that? That restricts you in some sense, well, as far as the freedom of because uh, this is a huge well, issue. Well, this, I'll tell you what this is. The, this is the cool thing about it. this is the cool thing about it. and it's not. It's, it's good for me. For instance, in the pandemic, all yeah. right, when businesses were just starting, okay, they couldn't withstand, okay, uh, businesses that were around for ten years, they s- stood around. I've been doing comedy twenty five years, so I've lasted. Right, right. Okay, I've learned to adjust. Right. I had to adjust years ago, and I think you're going to show a physical piece of my comedy, yes, yes. which we were talking about, yes. and, I, and my brain bulb went off because I had to adjust that joke for television because, and I can explain how it could be filthy, dirty, and gross. Yes. Whereas I make it Disney fun for all yeah. the family to, to watch, or whatever the hell I'm talking about. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And but you had to be always be aware. Because I don't think I ever got into comedy. And the people that I, uh, I surround myself with, I don't think we all got into entertainment. I wouldn't just say comedy. To offend anybody. Yeah. I didn't, right. I didn't go in to ruin your day or right. your day. That's our camera person in the back that I'm pointing to. But I didn't get into comedy. I got into comedy entertainment because I'm not good at getting up at 5.30 a.m. in the morning <laughs> on Mondays. Because I like to stay up late on Sundays. I mean, we were taping here at 6 p.m. Yeah. I got here like 5 or 6. I was almost late for here. It's evening. Right. So, uh, right. so, yeah, I'm a night person, so I do night things. Gotcha. Right? Well, I, I mean, so that so, like, Rickles didn't get in it. To, to insult and offend people anyways, but it's kind of his, mm. it was his shtick, and, but he always kind of ended his things with, right. I don't know, it was just a different time. So, so, so to, to, for some of the younger people, Don Rickles was an insult comic, the insult dog right, that they had at Conan O'Brien. And he wouldn't be able to get away with probably 98.6% of that stuff today. And back then, it was brushed off because it was okay to do homophobic material. It was okay to do African-American material. It was, okay. it was accepted it was culturally. Different. Yes. Yeah. Whereas right now, people are putting their foot down and say, no, listen, you, you can't do that. It's yeah. just, you know what? Now, you, the small majority is getting offended. And then now uh, us people who are supposedly intelligent ones, the comedians, the spokespeople, are supposed to know about this. Uh, but we're also supposed to keep you in check when you're overdoing it, when you're overdoing things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this hypocrisy is on... Uh, whether you talk politics and comedy, whether you talk a female's point of view or a male's point of view or a husband or a wife's or a single guy or, or a 20-year-old's, everyone has their own point of view, their own on, on take on comedy. So right now, uh, just like I'm rambling on this, that's exactly how comedy is when you get on stage because you don't know. People are getting smacked all of a sudden. I mean, yeah. it's happened before. Yeah. I, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got attacked on, uh, at Salem State College, opening for the late, great Kevin Knox, Oh, wow. Okay, oh, and yeah. I, and this is how this is how it went. So this is, this is exactly how this went. Okay, a couple of the college kids go make fun of security. Now security had these ridiculously ugly, super fluorescent, ugly jackets on. And I said, you know, <laughs> I said to the, to the students, "Why would I make fun of security? They're here to protect me." But <laughs> How the heck are you supposed to sneak up on somebody with this fluorescent thing, right? I turn around. I guess the kid was mentally challenged, and they had him as one of the security guards. Oh, boy. Unbeknownst to me, he uh, runs, attacks me. And kidding. so I kind of get, and like, and I'm not going to, you know, uh, I played sports from all in high school, so I'm not going to let some Salem State college kid whip a snapper. So I, I kind of had the wrestling move, and he's like, don't do anything. I just kind of, 
gave him like a burly slap, but I just, and just brought yeah. him down to the ground. Yeah. And, 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 and brought him down. But I remember, like, if that happened in today's day and age, it would be called Russo's Salem State College of Communication. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. a kid, right. uh, first of all, the security attacked me. The people right. that hired to protect me attacked me. Security. Wow. You can't even call security. I never heard that story. Yeah. How long ago was that? Probably, uh, I would say it would be 1999, because I won the festival in 2000. Right. And I don't think I opened for Kevin. It could have been anywhere from 99 to 2001, 2003. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, and that's nothing new. Comedians have been getting attacked all the time. It just happens to be on the, on the biggest award show in the world. The Oscars, yeah. 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 yeah, and it happened, and Chappelle had an incident. And we couldn't that. even do really good jokes on that. There's a lot of good jokes on that, like certain types of crime right, that right. was committed there, but you can't, you can't, you gotta just, you gotta stay away from all the type of comedy. Because my, my joke on when that happened was, yeah. oh my God, I go, Will Smith, who played Muhammad Ali, couldn't even knock out Pookie, the guy who played uh, a crackhead in New York City. <laughs> if you don't know, Chris Rock played this 90-pound, it was his first acting role in New Jack City. Yeah. And so he could take a punch from Muhammad Ali. So there you go. New well, York strong. And, and I, think, I think it was just a day or two later, later Chris Rock was, was in Boston. Yeah. And it was he, actually. You know, and he, was, he hadn't even processed it yet. And, yeah. You know, now he's talking about it a little bit in his stand-up, I heard. But, you know, he has every right to. He can say what he wants. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it was, it was I, I would say, I would say I, um, I really was embarrassed. I felt general em- empathy for a, a kid getting bullied. Yeah. I felt he was getting bullied because um, the movie G.I. Jane, by the way, yeah. if, if you, some of the younger folks don't know, is Demi Moore. Right, right. Um, and basically, Demi Moore was be- becoming the first. Like, G.I. Joe was always the, the boy childhood hero. So they said, hey, G.I. Jane is going to be the girl's hero. So yeah. G.I. Jane was a positive, super positive role model. Yeah. For women, so and you know the whole thing. He laughed at the joke. Yeah. He looked at his wife and she got a standing ovation ah. later. Yeah, well, that's the hypocrisy of Hollywood, yeah. and uh, and we could just go up and down the yeah. line on that one. I think it's that's hilarious. Not- I love it. I love the fact that because I know I have a chance. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a chance. I mean, it's going to turn around. Well, you know, now we like this type of person. Yeah, know? there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't even ask you because we've been just going on here. How the hell you been? Do you know you were? Uh, you, this is the second time you appeared on the show, and um, first time was a year and nine months ago. Was it that long? Ago? August of 2020. It was. We're already in 2020. It was just a few months into COVID. Right. Um, and I remember, and I actually reviewed and watched our show. We were like talking, oh, we're coming out of it now, and yeah. little did we know we had a year and a half of two or three more surges. And this That's was right. Too. This was before the vaccines, right. before all the therapeutics for. But uh, it was August of 2020. Because we did have the cases kind of dropped uh, by I, then. I, I, I know more people that it, have COVID now that, right. that had it back oh, then. Everybody, it's yeah, it's yeah. just all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you that uh, I've been great. I've been fantastic. I actually enjoy doing the comedy more now because, like I said, I have some years under my belt. And I know where this way it kind of weeds out the people that shouldn't be doing it. Because there's a lot of people that are in this industry that's just maybe... Just write as a hobby. Don't actually go on stage. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, you got you to weed out some of the. Good. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's not for the meek. It's, it's, I, it really, I, you I know have what? So much cre- credit to you guys and any stand up. I'm so having more. I'm having more fun now with the pandemic jokes because, um, like, I get to go on stage now and say, you know, after spending a few moments with the audience, uh, this is probably one time during the whole pandemic. I actually wish uh, we had a mask mandate. My goodness, look at you people. Cheapest, very not attractive. <laughs> By the way, young man, thank you for wearing a mask. You must obviously own a mirror, and you know how hideous you are that I don't want to look at. Thank you. So I do this, and I try to lighten up with the people. Yeah. Because, and sometimes they don't get I guess you don't understand that I'm calling you not attractive. <laughs> I go, is that offensive? <laughs> so that, There's I, a I lot just, of material there. Well, you know what? It's the, the thing is, I, I'm, I'm like pro that. mask. I'm pro, I keep using my nose, so I shave today. I'm pro mask because I have great jokes with the mask. I'm yeah. Italian also. Like if yeah. you have a big nose and nice eyes, yes. the mask might not be a bad look on you. you know? <laughs> and, then, and let's be honest. I'm a single guy. This is the thing I like the best. Women who I'm attracted to have made this an accessory. They have made the mask an accessory. So when I, I, it's like some guys might be legs guys, some guys might be breast guys. I, I think I'm a mask guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw a woman with a mask and an eye patch. I, I, I asked her to marry me, right there. Because like if I'm gonna disappoint a woman, I only want one eye looking back at me. <laughs> and I'm getting older, so double mask my face. Well, it is a lot of fashion so, with these masks, right? Well, it's yeah. just you know, it's just. Uh, 
it's a new, it's anything that's going on in the world that's changing that's topical. You have to talk about it in comedy. Yep. There's obviously some things I can't talk about. There's also the very controversial things that I don't get involved with. Sure. Um, that's I don't even bother with. I go next. I don't do any political jokes. I don't want the government to know where I am. I don't. I don't do those ones. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really do any. Uh, I don't think I do much offensive. That's probably why I'm not famous. I don't. I don't anger anyone just yet. I'm gonna try though. If someone rushes the stage, I'll put them in a small package, get some publicity there. By the way, do not rush the stage. We as comedians just want to tell our well, jokes and go home. Don't rush him. This is a world class wrestler. Yeah, still though. I don't. Plastic high school, yeah. college, yeah. right? Uh, that Bay was State uh, that games. was pre pandemic. Pre pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get it, and, and, and we do have a clip because I was uh, I love uh, the physical, physical aspect comment, of, yeah. your, of your your comedy and, and many others. But I want to say you're a Malden guy, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. Born and raised in Malden. Yeah. And uh, do a lot for the community, which a lot of people may or may not know. And um, a lot court of ordered. it's court ordered. A lot of, non for, lot of uh, nonprofits call on you, and rarely do you yes. say no. And uh, last week, uh, one of our mutual friends, oh. Paul Hammersley, okay, who sure. runs uh, Malden Overcoming Addiction, had an event down the IA, I believe. The MOH. Remind we have Malden Overcoming Addiction at the Irish American, where we all probably got our first drink. Uh, <laughs> but no, they, they're very the support. They're very supportive. Yes. Uh, we've done that. We've done that a few years. This, we hadn't yes. done it uh, last year because of the pandemic. I think the last time we did that was probably two years ago. Okay. If you're not familiar with it, our community, I believe, is one of the only ones in the country that has this type of organization, Malden Overcoming Addiction. Uh, the police chief's involved, the mayor's involved. Oh, yeah. So, Tremendous. you know, if you if you're, it's like those things. If you're sick and you need help, yeah. they don't put you in jail; they get you help. Yeah, I yeah. think it's awesome. It is, and yeah. uh, there's, also, there's tons of success stories. Yeah, so you, I mean, and, yeah. that, and that's the old two one four eight that does that because uh, I, I listened to a speech. I think the guy's name was Mike or Mark, and I apologize because when I was walking around before I went on stage, yeah. you know, you hear these stories. He said he goes, nobody has this. Yeah, he goes, nobody. He was just like, no, he was just so passionate. And he's like, I call, I text like. Jeez, this guy texts me right now. I don't want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Boom, right there. So uh, I, that's the coolest thing about our community. That's one of the coolest. And the fact that we have the number one gaming district, or the only gaming district. Like, yeah. I think our community, we have the best thing for overcoming addiction, and then we have the gaming thing where you get games addicted to. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get them in and we'll get them out. But the event itself, uh, <laughs> highly successful night. Did oh, you, yeah, it sold out. Yeah. It was sold out. Yeah. And uh, the mayor spoke. Uh, yeah. Gary didn't miss a beat. Um and and I love listening to Chief of Police, Chief Mollis, oh, because yeah. I just yeah. I remember Chief Mollis when he was a I guess they would call it a beat cop, and I was in the wrestling team, and I remember we'd get a drink in the break, and he would get hey how you doing? I was, you know he would just get to know us, yeah. and I got to know him, and so you know growing up I never had fear of the police just because that's my parents brought me up, but I think he kind of like there's some communities that people fear the police. I didn't because I had that parental support, and then in the community support, and then I, I would see Chief Balls in the police in the, in, the, in the wrestling room or something oh, like that. Yeah, so that yeah. was, and I always yeah. knew that. And the weird thing, I always try to tell this because I always tell this about my community. Sure. I've known Gary since, and I, and I tease him all the times. So he was my family's newspaper boy. Okay, he was <laughs> our newspaper boy. Very ambitious. Well, individual. I'll tell you what, but he, as far as I can remember, I think like maybe 11 years old, I remember him talking about that he wanted to be mayor. So he's always as far back he's wanted to be mayor. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's awesome that he is the mayor. Yeah. And the same thing with Chief Moles. I always knew that he wanted to be the chief of police. Like, I always just knew that guy had aspirations as a kid. So I'm, I live in a community that people, re, you know, achieve their goals, or, you know, which is awesome. Now, were you, are you, were you a cup? Couple of years. Uh, were you in high school when Gary was in high school? Gary's a, a year old. I mean, I just okay. look way better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Politics no, will so do that to you, people. <laughs> that guy's ninety. No, no, uh, he's he's. Uh, I believe actually, maybe, I think he's two years older than me. Uh, no, I, think 80, about. I think he's. I think eighty-six. Yeah, yeah, he's two years older than me. Yeah, yeah. But I always always along well, you know. Yeah, shout out to MOA and all the great yep. work. Oh yeah, they, they uh, do. We, we did, and and the comedians, uh, all the comedians that donated time. Oh, right, great, right. So. Yeah. Well, Anthony Sabelli was there. He donated his time, of course. Um, well, we had Sabelli on the show. Did you know that uh, a couple months back? And I said, well, I, stri <laughs> I said, it would, this comes from from Dave Russo telling me you got to get get Anthony on, and it was a great show. He is a, he's a brilliant little kid, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. We like we like the Sabelli. He he wrote my favorite jokes that I do in my act. Really? Yeah. I, I don't I don't get I always give him a shout out. So when I was on the Charlie Moore show, the Mad Fisherman show. Yes. Charlie Charlie's like like I don't know anything about fishing, and he's like, so, so what? What's your favorite fish? What's your favorite fish? I'm like, I don't know, uh, Swedish. <laughs> so uh, Anthony wrote that joke for me. Good, yeah. Was, and I love that Swedish because I do love Swedish fish. It is my favorite fish, and then swordfish. Yeah. He does so the that, joke, that. so I can actually sell the joke like I mean it, like I own it. 
Now, Gilligan was in it. Did he perform as well? Paul, Paul G. was at the MOA, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Paul Gilligan, Paul yeah. D'Angelo, Matt Mishy, Steve Halligan, and uh, and my buddy Matt and Steve, they, they're both very familiar with the program, and oh, they yeah. actually do outreach programs. They help yeah. others, so they came into comedy, and uh, yeah. Kudos. Good. The community comes together. Good job. Yeah. And we got a lot of things coming up. Uh, you, you know that the, the director here that's... It was one of the longest retirement parties I've ever Oh, yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. Ron Cox. Yeah, Ron yeah. Cox. I thought he left six months ago. I have to roast him. I have to roast him. Yeah, Ronnie Cox. A, 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 when is that? June, it's a Ron <laughs> Cox It's a Thursday, roast. June, whatever. 16th. Wow. I would have yeah. got that right. I would have got yeah. that right. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be a fun night. Uh, yeah, he keeps Ron sending me. He keeps sending me stuff crew. about roasting. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, you're gonna roast them. Are they no, gonna have roasters no. come up? They're gonna have roasters. I'm just gonna organize because I'm, gonna, you know, I'm gonna have the cane. Enough, <laughs> enough, because you know, if you're not a professional comedian, there's gonna be great roasters, and then there's gonna be people that are just like, okay, I can't believe he just said that. Why is he talking about personal body parts? It's a family thing. Give him the hook. Seriously, you'll be surprised. Like I, I've had, I've got asked to do more like of these to host. I, I don't want to do it. I just want to host. Just let me host it. Yeah. So I can say oh, five minutes, five minutes, and you're like, Jesus, come on, fifteen. Well, I mean, when yeah. you think of some of these celebrity roasts that have happened, they can get raunchy. Not that this one's gonna. You know, uh, you say that Tom Brady. I guess just uh, to jump over, he's just he's going. He just either is involved with being the first roast. He's going to be he's getting roasted? roasted. He's going to be roasted. Oh, Some do TV things. He's involved. I just read oh, it today. Okay. And, and, and obviously, I just browse through it because in my head, I'm like, why do you want everybody? Wow. I, I never. I'm insecure as it is, right? I don't. I already know my my shortcomings. You know, they remind me. Oh my god. I yeah. get them from every ex girlfriend I've ever had, <laughs> and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Some some nasty stuff to say. Well, back in the back in the day, in the the old Dean Martin days, um, those were good. Those were great roasts. Those now they great. get no, raunchy. Those TV were roasts. They get roasts raunchy now. Those but late night comedy shows. But are. you know what? I I, I got to say this. Some of the roasters are brilliant. Some mm-hmm. of those guys, I'd rather see them roasting than the stand up comedy. Some of them. Greg Geraldo, who was a great stand up comic, by the way, he his roast when he would roast people. Greg Geraldo was awesome. Uh, I think Jimmy Norton's great. I, re- I love watching Jimmy Norton roast, but then I like his comedy. I, I think he's brilliantly funny. I just I love his roasts. You know, I, I you know what I mean. There's certain guys I just dig their roast, but in their comedy. What to recently uh, Gilbert Godfrey passed. I don't know yeah, you, you know. Right? That was a speaking of Anthony Sabelli, Anthony Sabelli and I did an interview with him years ago. You're kidding. On uh, oh, yeah, um, Jordan uh, Jordan Marsh. <laughs> That's great. It's called Macy's now. No Jordan, uh, the overnight um, from. Famous. He's a famous uh, radio. Jordan. Uh, w- oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I yes. want to say Jordan Knight. I want to say Jordan Knight because I like New Kids on the Block, but it's Jordan Rich. Jordan Rich? Rich? Yeah, Jordan yeah, Rich. Yeah. We oh, were on yeah. the same interview with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Funny guy. You he know, got in trouble, I think, at a... At a well... At a, not in trouble, but he kind of... He What he got in trouble was he would do... He, like, he did jokes about the tsunami, and uh, when he was a spokesman for Aflac, so they fired him. Uh, he was very edgy, very controversial. Funny, though. Uh, oh, I mean... As a cat, like his stand-up comedy, I would like. I, like, I, I never. Like, he was that much. Where you had to pay. You know, you had to pay attention. Yeah, that's. But when he did the roast, I watched him do a roast. Yeah. Oh, he did the roast to Roseanne. Rosella. It was. <laughs> and when Rose, I mean, yeah, he, he doesn't hold back. Oh, right? he it was awesome. So uh, you know, he, he was. Uh, I never got to meet only on the radio. Yeah, yeah. But I was. I remember when Beverly Hills Cop won when he was the irritating lawyer. Played yeah, yeah. To a team. I always liked his work. But he just yeah. had it, and, and, and I know yeah. Don Gavin, my my the, my mentor, said he would see him in the seventies in New York City. Yeah. And he was just like a bizarre, just always just like he he that guy off stage was the same guy on stage, which is. That's the legit person. That is the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's he's, uh, uh, what a shame, too. Him, Bob Saget. Bob Saget, uh, yeah. Norm, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald. Who, who was coming out said he did, he, he filmed secretly a show for Netflix yeah. Yeah. that's going to come out post- posthumously. Yeah, posthumously. You know, I, I tried writing a joke. I tried writing that years ago like, yeah. when I was writing. I go, you know, you never want re- to receive an award posthumously. Right. And no one ever laughed at that joke. I always thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah, I love awards, but you don't want to get one posthumously. Yeah. And I had to explain to people because they were, you know, from Malden. Posthumously means. <laughs> so, I I, I, but, but I'm anxious. Come on, I can make fun of Malden from Malden. I'm, I'm anxious. To, I'm, Norm was a, another. 
classic. I, I Once again, these guys, yeah. I loved their characters. I loved their, like, I, I would love watching Norm do his roast or do his speaking. His yeah. stand-up to me was great. Yeah. But I would Fearless. love his interviews. And I would, like, me if too. you watch his Conan O'Brien interviews when he does those stupid jokes, they're like, stupid, they're so hilarious. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you yeah. look at, he says, he's like a little kid. He's like a little kid saying, pull my finger in his jokes. And you laugh like, a, and he another one. He he was born to do what he was doing. Absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. I need that this show to turn into a in memoriam. No, hey, uh, listen. If you like comedy, listen. If I die tomorrow, you'll buy all my CDs, and you know I'll, I'll be able to. I don't know. Um, donate to the MOA. <laughs> but on another, on the same topic, you and I were talking about actually a local uh, uh, comic legend for, out of Woburn, Dick Darrow. Oh. Who yeah. passed recently? I think a couple of weeks ago. I know we were chatting a little bit about before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your thoughts on that? So, uh, well, Dick uh, actually, we f- he had a movie before he passed away. So good for him. It was called the uh, the Kings of Cape Cod. I Kings of Cape Cod. We actually got a clip of you you doing the promo. Okay. Oh, we, okay. Want to go to that and we'll come back to you. Uh, you know what? Um, or, yeah. Or let's, let's show. Let's show. Let's show. Let's show a little bit of the Kings of Cape Cod because you know what? This is uh, Dick Doherty to set it up. Yeah, set it up. Dick please. Doherty. Um, Really started uh, entertainment, not just comedy, in the early '70s down in Cape Cod yeah. with his music, and um, and then he just was one of the original stand-up comedians in the Boston area, and then he just took it and built a career out of right? it. Right, and yeah. uh, opened plenty of clubs. But hey, yeah, he did. Karen, if that's uh, clips ready to go, nice guy, Dick Dory. Guys, the '70s and '80s were legendary times. Down on Cape Cod, so legendary, they made a move about <laughs> three, two, one. The 70s and 80s were legendary times down in Cape Cod, so legendary, they made a movie about it. The kings of Cape Cod. We're talking the 70s and 80s. We're talking puffer bellies. We're talking happy hour. Hence, the kings of Cape Cod. Let's go meet some of the players. With the drinking age at 18 and discounted drinks like two-for-one and 25-cent drafts, trips to Cape Cod during the 70s and 80s were one summer-long happy hour. There's an old man sitting next to me, making to Playing for jam-packed clubs nightly, happy hour entertainers like Dick Doherty, John Morgan, DJ Sullivan, Jim Plunkett were the kings of Cape Cod. Gave you a feeling of all the people that stayed in the cottages, their rides down that they came to see us, and the feeling that we were all just one. There was no, no star, no nothing. We were just somebody having a great time. We had so much fun and uh, uh, you know so many good times, and, and I'm still getting people every day that said, hey, weren't you the guy at Puffer Rallies? Producer Dan McCarthy's documentary, Kings of Cape Cod, relives these illustrious Cape Cod days that shaped a generation of party goers. Six years ago, I went to a Jim Plunkett uh, happy hour down in the Cape, and I realized I was reliving my youth. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, happy hour was a big, big thing sure, down the Cape. Sure. Happy hour is such a unique experience, uh, and the entertainers, who we affectionately call the Kings of Cape Cod, are just so good at this. Kings of Cape Cod premiered at Legacy Places Showcase Deluxe with a red carpet premiere partying happening at neighborhood Kings Bowl Denim. Did you ever think they'd make a movie about you? I never thought that would happen. Never but, thought it would happen. I'm surprised. The, it, I'm surprised. No, but, but you know what? It was awesome. Oh. All these lines, uh, people lost their inhibition. Lines? What do you mean lines? Lines to get, yeah. <laughs> lines to get in, David. Lines, lines to get, to in, get in. You're still just, performing all just, the time? Yeah, just still there. I'm still at the Improv. Yeah, like, Improv yeah. How many years have you been there now? 44. I'm in Fairview Hall, and there's this old guy coming up the street, and he's got a plunk of people hat on. I went up to him and go, hey, I like your hat. Do you know that guy? And he goes, leave me alone. I found this in the dumpster. <laughs> Wow, what a great time in Massachusetts history, the 70s and 80s. We'll never be able to go back there, but we can relive them by renting that movie right there, The Kings of Cape Cod. I'm Russo, reporting for Dirty Water TV. Hey, that was fantastic. I think That's we might have got caught talking uh, <laughs> over the mic and we were reliving some... Uh, some old days? Some old days. <laughs> Some old days, some old threatenings. Uh, yeah, uh, Kings of Cape, Kings of Cape Cod, right? That's what it was. That was it. Yeah. So yeah. that was a that was put together a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I guess um, I want to say five or six years ago. They um, uh, Dan McCarthy was a part of it, and all the, the old timers. They um, they just really, I guess they used to videotape stuff back then, so they had old footage. So yeah, they put a movie together and uh, and they you know telling the history, but. 
Tick Dory was part of that. And yeah. Tick Dory yeah. passed on. And yeah, uh, yeah he, he started a lot of people. Uh, you know, Joe Rogan is a big fan of his. And um, uh, I want to say Dane Cook, I know, uh, started there. So uh, Yeah, a lot of yeah, people he, uh, chimed in and, and gave him a lot of credit for, for you know, he, starting yeah, he, out in some of his clubs. And Oh, yeah. He had, he had, uh, everyone went through Dick. Yeah. Everyone went through Dick. Uh, probably from, I'd say, mid-90s. Probably, actually, probably, jeez. Yeah, probably mid-80s. Mid to late eighties, okay. he started ru- he yeah. started running uh, ruining yeah he started running the comedy uh, business in Boston and uh, yeah he, all the greats Patrice O'Neill went through everybody, Burr they all went through. All right, so that yeah. ends our portion of the memoriam of this show. But, yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Dick. Uh, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me just throw out uh, two words to you: Fulcin- okay. Fulcino Vineyard. Fulcino Vineyard, a taste of Italy. Yes. One hour. North of Boston, next to Nashua, and uh, yes, that is uh, fantastic. Uh, it's actually my favorite wine. Okay. Of, uh, yeah, they have uh, they have a Malbec with my picture on it, so it's my favorite wine. They also have uh, yeah, it's uh, my cousin's winery. Yeah. In Hollis, New Hampshire, and about twelve, I'm saying thirteen years ago, he did a group email to the family saying, yeah. you know, I've always made wine. I'm going to not semi-retire, but this is what my goal in life is right now, to become a winemaker. And yes. and he turned um, a Zinfandel, a Pinot Noir, a Bianco, and a Barbera, four wines, um, into now over 40 wines. They're open seven days a week. They do wine tastings from 11 o'clock in the morning to 7 at night. They do Sinatra night. Wow. They do comedy night, comedy uncorked, which yours truly helped produce. And we've yep. had them all. We've had Sweeney there and Don Gavin yep. and Lenny it's Clark like and Paul Gilligan. It is Disney World for the kids. And the craziest thing is I say it's a taste of Italy one hour north of Boston next yep. to Nashua. It's up Route 3, exit 6. It's right next to Nashua, Hollis. Wow. Okay, and that's it's like, a straight it, shot. It, it's a straight shot. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what. Um, it is just – it's one of those places where you go there and you go – where the heck did this come from? And, he, yeah. and he's got the flowers there. And he's got, yeah. in the winter, he had igloos outside. And then he's got, you know, you can rent out cabanas. They're doing weddings. They did a wedding during the pandemic, okay, that uh, I'm not so technical, but okay. because they had to do it um, like a Zoom wedding because people couldn't come from Pennsylvania oh. and stuff like that. So they did a, I swear to God, it was like it was like Monday Night Football. They had all they had things. They had a they had a plane. What do they call the uh, UFO uh, unidentified aerial phenomenal thing floating yeah, yeah, above there doing. Then they had they're like all the computers. It was like Monday Night Football, and we they did a wedding there. They wow. did a wedding where Incredible. people in, were on a big screen in Pennsylvania at a field. It was it was at Disney World for adults. Fulcino Vineyard. It's um, in Hollis, New Hampshire. Yeah. And so there, there's there's entertainment every week, and you're, you're there in next month. I th- yeah, I I'm going to be there with Paul Gilligan, Paul June, Gilligan 17th. June 17th. Yeah, wow. Friday, June 17th, which is, we, we always, the place always sells out, and we always get a ton of Malden people because yeah. they're up in that area. They're in the Witness Protection Program up there <laughs> for the company shows. But yeah, it's, it's and, and as a matter of fact, out, we may have actually do shows outdoors. Uh, we did them outdoor a few times. Like obviously, during the pandemic, we didn't have people indoors. So uh, when the weather's good, we put a tent up. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they crush. We have, like, uh, we crush grapes on some of the – they have events. Like, you wouldn't believe some of the events we had. It's it's unbelievable. Some of the, well, Everything from Sinatra to, to – yeah. You brought your wine down the last time yeah. you were on. We enjoyed it yeah. here. Uh, available, I ran out. <laughs> still o- available over at the Pearl Street Station? You can get it at – well, I, uh, we probably have to refill at Pearl Street. We probably yeah. have to – Wamasa Lanes has it now. Oh, cool. Good. Uh, it's in all the McKinnon's markets. Um, geez, it's in uh, it's in all the New Hampshire State liquor stores. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like uh, – it's all over. Yeah, it's, um, it's my pandemic relief fund. <laughs> my idea. Keep drinking. That's awesome. <laughs> um so uh, actually, before I I jumped to Fulcino Vineyard, which which um, I meant to do, but I also didn't want to forget because we about were just the talking. physical comedy. Well, we're gonna get into it, but th- I just want you to mention your. We were just talking about Cape Cod. Okay. And oh you, sure. You, okay. You yeah. Scored right. a new gig every Monday night there. Uh, starting thank you May for 30th. thank you for bringing that up. Are you ready for this one? So yes. Skippy's Pier One in South Yarmouth on Mondays we do comedy. Back in the day, in the old uh, puffer belly days, they yeah. would have happy hour on Tuesdays and or Mondays. So we're kind of continuing that, and we're doing comedy. Uh, Mondays only, every Monday, Skippy's Pair 1, South Yarmouth. It's at 8.30 p.m. We're starting Monday, May 30th. That's uh, Memorial Day weekend going through August 29th. 
Mondays only, we'll have myself there and Christine Hurley oh, and yeah. uh, Jerry Thornton, Barstool Sports, Gilligan. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, Skippy's Comedy dot Eventbrite dot com, and I have all the listings of who's going to oh, be. Sounds there. like so much fun. Now, what 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 do you go down Sunday night? Yeah, so basically, what happens is. Um, I have a room on the beach that that uh, is in kind of I I produce the show and yeah. then it comes with a couple rooms on the beach. Oh, and so, nice! Uh, yeah. yeah, so I I, uh, I go down a couple twice. I go like a couple Sundays, and then I I, I go to New Hampshire a couple Sundays. So uh, I switch it up in the summer. Excellent. I, I, I stay in malls as my home base, so then I go to the Cape uh, from like you know maybe Sunday through Tuesday for a couple weeks, and then uh, I go to New Hampshire. Come yeah, down. yeah. Good for you. Just for the summer, get out of the city for the summer. Yeah. Too hot in the city. Get in the country, smell the flowers. This is it, right? We're in May. This is the stretch, right? Yeah, through, that's through, um, through September. Yeah, I, October. I, um, I, I, I'm looking forward to um, to going to the Cape this summer because last year was only only half the people were out and about. It's going to be busy this year. Things yeah. are, uh, traffic's already getting crazy now. Yeah. The the winery, like I said, they do wine tastings. I I call my cousin. I'm like, how you doing? He goes, can't talk, man. We're mobbed. We're mobbed. People love wine. <laughs> And cheese. Good stuff. Check yeah. out Dave Monday yeah. night, right? Yeah. Skippy's, Starting May thirty. Skippy's Pier One. Uh, so yeah, so you gave us a, a bit of a teaser there with the segue, but uh, I'm a fan of physical comedians and physical comics as well as who's your f- favorite physical comedian? Dick Van Dyke is one of my. I mean, he's the best. Really he's, he's still alive. Yeah, married yeah. to a 38 year old. Um, he's like 96. Uh, John Ritter, another one. The late great John Ritter. Yeah. I, you know what? He, I guess he was a physical comedian, oh, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. I never thought about that. His um, dad was text Ritter or something like that, right? That's right. That's right. But yeah, From Dick, Three's Company. I, I remember he would fall over the sofa a lot. Right. I just thought he was falling over Christine Summers. Jack Christine Tripper. Summers. Right. Jack Died Tripper. way too young. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, but, but, but uh, first of all, we, we, we uh, glanced upon your, your wrestling career, but you were an athlete growing up. You're yeah. still an athlete. Um, yeah. Play, you know what? You, that's how we got along in Mall. We played yeah. sports. That's how everyone got along. Yeah. But uh, I, I came across a clip, and I've seen you uh, on wow. stage before, and you're, you're, you're a physical guy. You're, very, yeah. you're, a, da- you're a break dancer as yeah. well. People well, don't know that. Squats, Look at that. Look at that. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but why don't you talk about, do, do you, did you always incorporate that into your act? Okay. So check it out. So I always liked uh, comedians that maybe do a little singing in their act, yeah. maybe a little dancing. Eddie Murphy back in the day would do voices and he would do singing and he would do dancing and he would paint the mind's eye with the stories. Yeah. So when I started doing comedy, I enjoyed physical comedy. I said, how do I, you know, why am I different than anyone else yeah. that does come well, I, I can dance. So I would put dance moves in my, in my act, you know, running from my mom in slow motion. You know, yeah, when yeah. I do something wrong, my mother catching me. Okay, you know, you know. So, I I started incorporating that, yeah. and and it, not that it was a crutch because it was something that other comedians couldn't do. But the, the the written comedian, the one who doesn't like the physical comedian, like I had to like kind of tone them up because like, he's only doing physical stuff, and right. I was like. It's a very comedy is a very strange game as far as like some people like the written word, and other people might may like the physical comedy or you know like some people don't like prop comics, you know he's a prop comic, so they kind of look at physical comedy something like and that but you mentioned Dick Van Dyke yeah, I yeah. mean Steve Martin Steve Martin I was going to bring up Steve Martin I was reading uh, recently because when he did stand up it's funny I think and he, he used props he did he used, <laughs> but he said you know you know I didn't I didn't have. Uh, I didn't have 35 minutes of material, so but I'm a musician, so I played a banjo. I did magic tricks, right. and, he, and he put all in. It was no, you're right. That's a and, show. And, and I'll tell you what, and it's funny because the, the way the entertainment is so foolish. They have these young kids go to the colleges. Yeah. Okay, like when I started doing comedy, I was uh, at college. I was 30 years old. Okay, and I had about 30 minutes, maybe 35 minutes of comedy. So I had to put a bunch of physical stuff. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. And, and run around like a crazy person. <laughs> And just keep everyone's attention and, and be entertained, but use all my tools because I didn't have that much material, and uh, and that's that's exactly what he what he's saying. Right. He had like probably ten minutes, and now you got to go do an hour. Ugh. Right? Oh my goodness, that's like frightening. He still he said he still does it. He does. He plays in that band. I no, I, the name yeah, of that band. I know exactly. He does, he, now he 
puts the humor into his music, and he's just, he's brilliant. I love Steve Martin. But anyways, we have Dave Russo in action now 20 years ago. Yes. He looks better now than he did then. Thank you. Back at the, I believe the, I, I have believe my hair. I, I You're going to see me with my hair in this one. I still have, in this video, yeah. it shows me with my hair. And this big is the, time. the San Francisco Comedy Festival, is that? All right, so this is the 25th anniversary International San Francisco Comedy Festival. Okay. So it was a month-long competition. And I like to share this because Robin Williams, the late, great Robin Williams, the first year ever of the first international San Francisco, he came in second place. Wow. And the first night of the month-long competition was in Reno. Yeah. I came in first place that night, and I lasted for the whole month, and I ended up coming in third place. So I'm not liking myself. To, I'm just saying that Robin Williams came in second. Ellen came in second. Uh, wow, Ellen, that's, no, that's um, big. Louis yeah. C.K. came in fourth. Um, some other, I think Dan Cook came in second. Uh, yes, yeah, so I came in third in so my year. Ralphie May came in fourth. Had you not finished in the top five or whatever, you just gone home the next day? Yeah, you, you don't make it a TV. So you it, oh, okay. The whole goal was to get like that was my TV debut, and it was at a, a super cool theater in uh, in uh, San Francisco. Well, let's take a look at it, Karen. Do you have that ready? Oh, this is. Should I set this up? This is physical Dave, comedy. The athlete. <laughs> Right, this happened a couple weeks ago. I made the mistake of walking in on my 372-pound roommate, not a muscular guy, kind of like, you know, puffy, uh, while he was in the process of making love with his 98-pound girlfriend on a waterbed. Yeah. And what I saw, no human eyes should ever have to see again. I'd like to give you my impression of what I witnessed, and I'll play the part of his girlfriend. Okay, it begs the question, can you do it today? I can still do that today. You I still can do, do that? I can move. do the worm. That's easy. Okay. That's just this. That's just the body it's, going. Wow. I, my, my, my back will be hurting in the morning. Yeah. For sure, because I'm my, my spine. But it's just, it was just a worm. That's that was fantastic. like one of the first moves you ever learned in breakdancing back in the day. Yeah. One of the That's first nice moves. Joke. You know who probably taught me that move? Probably uh, Chris Rogers probably taught that move. Him or Peter Eileen, the late, God bless him, Peter Eileen, I don't know if you remember him. He probably taught me how to do that. That's the worm. And that was the clean version, because when I first started doing comedy, it was the ba I did the bad version. Okay. And so that that was a clean version. I, I there was nothing bad about that one. No. I walked but, but in on his, other two it's, it's hysterical. Doesn't matter if it's. It, you know, it was my closing bit at that point. I used to get standing oh, ovations. With that, the, with I know. Do you hear the crowd was just yeah. going crazy? I could, but I, that's but it bums me out because I can't do it so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't uh, believe me anymore. Good stuff. First of all, who the heck knows? Does anyone even have a waterbed anymore? That that bit was twenty. I did that thing twenty two years ago. A waterbed. Do they even know? Do you even know what a waterbed is? It's they don't sell them anymore. I don't they, think they, so. could, they could come back. They're all ergonomic. Yeah, spaceships. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic stuff, though. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I still enjoy doing the physical comedy. I'm probably yeah. doing more physical comedy now. Like, I'm uh, trying to dance like uh, TikTok. I dance like TikTok in the thing. I, but I move my arms. You do you do spontaneous uh, TikTok videos or, or, or social media videos, and you just get up and said, I'm going to dance today, and yeah. there's Dave dancing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, you know, I wish I danced more when I was a kid because I really wish I was on Dance with the Stars where I like to surprise people. Maybe I'll try to do a local dance with the stars. I'll have to lose a few LBs, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could break out something at the, at the Ron Cox's roast. You know, you know what? Oh, my God. Yeah, I will. I'll right. definitely do some break dance. I'll battle them. Let's battle. <laughs> uh, which is June 16th. 16th of Thursday. night. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll be, I'll the following ready. night, he's up at Fulcino Vineyard with Paul right Gilligan. Paul Gilligan. Yeah. Correct? So yeah. that's a back-to-back a, a -back blockbuster. It's pretty good. Um, another event in Malden that you told me about that you just oh, recently yeah. announced. Spicy World. You know what? Uh, Saturday, July 16th, uh, myself and Medford's own, the comedy barbarian Mike McCarthy, are doing a show at Spicy World. Uh, doors open 5.30, grab some food. Showtime's going to be from 7 to 8. Because it's like they're doing an event in Malden, all around Malden. Yes, yeah. Uh, that weekend. Yep, so, a lot going on. Um, yeah, we're only selling 50 tickets. It's going to be an exclusive show. Is that right? Yeah, it's only 48 tickets. Okay. And, um, and then we're going to probably just do a fun comedy show, hang out, drink, eat, and then uh, play on the next one. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's what's the date on that? It's uh, Saturday, July 16th. July 16th. Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, lock on. Oh, Joey Voices, our friend Joey Voices is on the on the bill, I believe. I thought um, I read. Well, he's in a, he's in one of the other events. Oh no, he's he, a Ron Cock roast. He's yeah, he's the, on the he put he's the, the uh, he's Ron, in the Ron Cock roast. That should be interesting because uh, he knows Ronnie pretty well, and Joey won't hold back. So that was oh, that's yeah. gonna be good. <laughs> he's on a lot of years. Joey's fantastic. We've had yeah. him on. Good guy. Yeah. Um, Malden man. Uh, Represent. Joey is uh, he won the stars of the show? I want to say in 1989, maybe at Malden High School. JVs. Junior Varieties. Junior Varieties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He won stars of the show, I believe, is that right? in 80. Yeah. I'm going uh, 87, maybe. You know, I'm not yeah. sure. Was he younger or older? He's younger than me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I missed those. Do they still have Junior Varieties now? I, don't I think know. they have Mr. Malden I, I, I thought I saw something. Maybe pre- I, mean, I was in right two of those productions. COVID. I didn't yeah. do it my junior or senior year, but I did my freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, it's wild? funny because I think I think the night you were on, um, we showed eighty five, and you're like, you should have showed eighty four because I won in eighty four. You know, what? Right? in eighty four we won it. We won right. stars of the show, and that was that was at my peak. And you know what? I've tried. Nobody has video footage of that. And it's like I go on YouTube and I see like the uh, the devastate. I, I see um, the floor lords battling. Who's the um, the unique dominoes? And I'm like, I used to break dance with these guys, but I was so young. And I looked at it and I was trying to find myself in the video. I'm like, was I in this one? I'm still looking for these things. Back, we didn't have video. We, look at, we didn't have microphones back. We didn't have laces for our sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what we had to do. We had to use one sneaker and tie it and throw the sneakers on the on the telephone pole. <laughs> We'd have our sneakers oh, yeah. hanging from the telephone pole. Oh, absolutely. Are you familiar with that one? No. That's old school. Old school. Yeah. Old school yeah. Malden. Good stuff. Um, yeah. What was I just, I, you just threw me on the Ah, we're AD Dan, that's all right. <laughs> Water, spicy world, July 16th, July, June 17th, me and Paul Gilligan, uh, Focino Vineyard. Uh, giggles. Ah, uh, giggles. Day coming up, right? Oh, that's right, too. You know what? Uh, we have a surprise birthday party for a friend of ours from Malden. Uh, it's going to, no, it's the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame is uh, May, thir- next Thursday. Okay. It's a Thursday. 26th, I believe. 26th. Yep. Yeah, the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. We give a scholarship to some a uh, couple kids that uh, need some dough and they do well in school. Good stuff. We help them out, yeah. Good and, stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all our local guys. It's Pat Flores and Paul Solano. Yeah. And, and the now, whole crew. Now, they, they, they're one of the, the places that um, talk about being innovative and, and thinking on the fly, but they they had the outside tent. Pearl they Street? didn't have it before. COVID, Pearl Street? Did they not? No, up at Giggles. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Right? Oh, yeah. Because they, they didn't miss a beat. I no, they. Uh, you know what the funny thing is? So this is where now we now we're looking about this. So they, you couldn't do comedy on the inside, but right. if you built a tent, and then you could do the comedy on the outside. Mm-hmm. But you were still enclosed. We never, we know. never really got it. So, anyways, the tent people loved it. The tent people made a good money. <laughs> they did well. But, yes, but we just they, did comedy they, outside. But they were still, you know, you guys were still able to perform. Where yeah. a lot it was of like doing comedy on the Titanic. You hear cars screeching like, are they coming at us? Right. <laughs> You're on the side of a highway, on Route One. Going south, you don't think things gonna happen? You're doing car- yeah, woo, woo, woo. I mean, oh man, is that my car? What's going on? Yeah, you know? but but now it's a, it's a mainstay, right? The outdoor. Oh yeah, you know what? They're gonna yeah. probably do it again because it was it was fun. You know, it was it was uh, it was. Book other you know, type of events. Yeah, there, you can so. do other things on the inside. Yeah. Now they they found a new little business. Uh, yeah, little business out there. That's you know? good. Kowloon, you've been up there? You know, I did yeah. one of the last shows of the Kowloon. Always had a great time. Bobby Wong's always been good to the Malden community and myself. Yeah. And uh, But I think um, they're doing a few and f- less shows right now. They're doing a lot of outdoor stuff. Yeah. They're doing karaoke and singing. Oh, right. And yeah. comedy's not really too conducive to being outside unless you have a tent. Yeah. Because, you know, music goes in the air and you can feel the rhythm. But laughter, you want to have. There's a rhythm of laughter here. And if it goes, the laughter goes, then hmm, it's tough. Speaking of, 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 you know, obviously you're on a, a bill with, with comedians and friends and such. What's it like, uh, or have you done, where you where you did a gig with a, a band, like open oh. for a band, or you know, is that a different vibe? Is that you got to win the crowd over? Are they there to laugh before they're there to rock? I tell you what, I've opened for hypnotists. Okay. Uh, I've opened for the Big Mike Swing Band. Is that correct? Big Swing. Sounds. Yeah, up at the Blue Ocean. Um, I've opened for Country, which wasn't easy. I've opened for <laughs> Wayne Newton wow. outdoors at the beach. Yeah. So, but is it a different vibe? Is it different? Well, does it, it's, it's, change it's, your it's, approach? It's, it's you know, it doesn't really change your approach. But if the whole crowd's not into it, it can it can be pretty pretty frightening. Um, 
Like I had to open up a carrot top back in the day, who I'm a fan of. And what they, I mean, they're, they're like his audience members. They're animals. <laughs> you know what I mean? The prop guy, right? right? The yeah, prop. yeah. And so that you know, you got you better hit him. In the, and then and then at the end, then he shuts it down. Then you wait a half hour. So you you open it up when people are walking in. So and a lot of times with the music venue, uh, I've had to do that. I'm trying to think of a couple of times I've had to open up while people are walking in when you're the oh you know what I'm sorry I'm ADD. Jeez, I opened up for ABBA, I, uh, the reunion of ABBA band. Yeah, it was a reunion ABBA band down, but I thought oh, they okay. were the real band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like some of them were in it. I, it was it was down. It was legit. It was down at the Cape Cod Melody Tent. I opened for you know who else I opened for? Uh, they got I've had the time of my life, and I owe it all Lionel to Richie? you. Lionel Richie? No, is that Lionel? Who is that? No, it's the Righteous Brothers. Oh, <laughs> you know Lionel Richie? I don't know. Lionel Richie's uh, It's a Little Bit Funny. No, that's uh, Elton John. Uh, I just called <laughs> to say uh, I love Hello, you. is it me you're <laughs> looking for? And I wonder where you are. I love Lionel Richie. Anyways, oh, hey, all night long, all night. That was Lionel Richie. I, I told you he wore many hats in the all entertainment. All night long, Look at that. All night. Dude, the, the little robot. And that, the, was in, that was in the, uh, one of the first breakdancing videos back in the day. It was a Lionel Richie song all night and then dancing on the ceiling but uh yeah so we just to open up for bands okay righteous brothers hootie and the blowfish oh, over hootie and the, oh you know who else oh, i opened for i forgot bare naked ladies in front of seven thousand people oh, uh for good. the nine eleven families fund oh wow very nice yeah and nice. uh i totally forgot about that yeah so uh, i've opened for yeah it's not easy yeah i would think you know, it's it's the worst and like when the people are walking and i go go make them laugh you're like god oh, jesus they're not even paying attention they're not seating See, I don't really know what you do. You just kind of wing it and just go with it. You know what I mean? Be a champion. Hello, thank you for paying attention. Appreciate that. Follow along. Now, do, do, do you say you're headlining? Yeah. Guy before you, I know, and you guys yeah. are all tight. You're rooting for each other. Guy comes up before you, right before you, kills, destroys it. it. Destroys it. Is that, yeah. is that pressure or is that, oh, these people are ready? Or, it sucks. <laughs> Choose my language. It's not, it's not fun. It's not fun when the dude destroys. Because the middle act is like, that's that cakewalk spot. Oh, yeah. And and so, you know, you better bring it. Like, you know, so so Kevin Knox, he used to bring it. You you know, whether he got a standing or a kick butt, you knew you had to bring it. And, and most Boston comedians back in the day, you had to bring it all the time. Because you had to follow all these Animals, yeah. but like you know, it's not fun when the dude crushes or the woman crushes. Look, at I, I had to, uh, you know, people who's tougher to follow. This is not Patty Ross. I had to follow her twice. I ate it twice after her. And I, <laughs> I, I now one time I made her eat it after me. She, I buried her once, okay. right? but she buried me a couple times. Yeah, and um, <laughs> oh yeah, she buried me. Who else buried me? Uh, Paul D'Angelo gets a standing ovation before we went to the Winthrop <laughs> Yacht Club, and I'm going ah, and I went up, and I and and, and I'm on after 20 minutes after the standing ovation, right? and I'm 10 minutes in, I'm like, God, oh, Jesus, this is a mistake, right? Oh my God, this is uh, not. I, I, are they really laughing at this crap? And uh, and I got a standing ovation. Uh, okay. Well, the show was over, people were leaving. <laughs> Hello, America. Yeah. All right. Well, that's honest. Water, by the way. Crush it. And- it kind of changes your mindset. Yeah, no, it's sometimes you, uh, it's not fun going on after somebody that murders the room. You're just <laughs> so, like, you want, oh, man. so you wish them pretty good success. Well, you know, be a team player, man. Yeah, of <laughs> I remember. I remember a couple of times when I was the middle act, yeah. and I didn't realize this because I was so competitive and just, you know, just. They go, "Hey, man, take it easy in the middle act." What are you talking about? You, you want to not be as, not yeah. try as hard? Like right. I would, t- then I would try even harder. It was bad because the middle spot is literally the cakewalk spot. Yeah, you got the opening act who's stepping on the grenades and, yeah. and getting people, and then people see it and they're a little warmed up, and yeah. then you go in and just smash. Yeah, and, um, sweet spot. The yeah. sweet spot. Good. And so, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's not fun. You better bring it. You got to bring it. Good stuff. You know, yeah. Dave, believe it or not, we're down to the last few minutes, but I wanted to bring this up because you and I have had this conversation before that you are a stand-up comedian, but you can you, you view yourself, and, and yes. rightly so, as a, as a comic actor. Yes, uh, comic actor, entertainer. You know, stand-up comedians are weird. Um, <laughs> we are, is that not the right word? We, uh, we are... I had to learn how to be a comedian. Yeah. But I didn't have to learn how to be an entertainer. I could naturally do a little say and dance, had a little rhythm. Yeah. And I learned my comic actor timing to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Some people are born to be stand-up comedians. That's what they do. So 
I don't want to be just a stand-up because I don't think that's my forte. I'm, I, I am a professional stand-up comedian. I've learned how to be a comedian, and I do pretty well at it. Uh, but I want to throw the entertainment in there because uh, that's the type of comic I am. Yeah. Well, and, and and leads me to uh, I know you've you've done a few different things in in this this um, genre, but the you you had a web series that dropped I believe last summer. Oh, that's oh, right but, too. Yeah. Well, with, you were a baseball coach. It was hysterical, by the yes. way. Yes. So the thank name? you. Thank you. It was called Coach, and okay. it was about a two-time 1998, <laughs> oh, so funny. Uh, state champion baseball player. And the kid who cast me was a state champion wrestler from Melrose. And I'm all in high school's first ever state wrestling champion. And I have no problem with telling everyone that all the time. I don't care. I go, yeah, I was my high school's first. I'm, I took the most proud thing I've done freaking 35 years Which ago. Which is in the show. Which is in the show. Yeah, yeah, but I'm basically, so I'm basically playing myself, but I'm getting duped by my the kid who I'm coaching ends up dating my girl. And she's, and, and because I'm like kind of a husband, obviously. And, uh, very yeah. funny. Yeah, it was, you say it was, comic actor. Very it, funny. Thank you. It was very entertaining, and uh, and I got to I got to improv a little bit about uh, they were trying to get fake IDs to go into a bar, and I'm like, yeah. listen, uh, listen, what are you gonna drink? A couple of Trulies? You know, I was, I, I kinda, it was it was fun goofing on the young kids, and it was it was it was thank you for bringing that up because uh, it was fun doing that. Are it there plans fun. to do? more Yeah, of they want to do a sequel. They want to yeah. do a part two on that one. Um, which would be nice. I want to kind of get the kid back that I end up dating his mother or something like that. <laughs> but not, like not like in a bad way. But I mean, it was it was done it was done in in a in a, in a, a classy way. As yeah, it was as funny. Know. Yeah. Um, so people can just go to YouTube and huh. just say Coach Dave. Google it. Uh, the Coach. Dave I don't know, Russo. I don't the know. Coach. Uh, somewhere on there. <laughs> yeah. It's on somewhere on the social media. DaveRusso.net has something there. Um, Funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. Always, uh, let's see what, uh, what you do I do? You've done a TV and a yeah. lot of TV. And there's been doing some TV and uh, been trying to write jokes every day. Yeah. And um, so I, I want to leave somebody on a joke um, sure. that, that I found. Just you know, so we have some fun. So because uh, growing up, we were talking about growing up earlier. Soap and stuff. So growing up, I was always taught to shake hands and make eye contact. That was like a real, a type A masculine thing to do. You were brought that way. When Me you too. go for a job interview, you shake the yep. hand. So during the pandemic, they were like, you can't, don't touch your face, don't handshake, <laughs> don't fist bump. They were like, elbow tap, right? But whenever I have to sneeze, I like sneeze in my elbow. <laughs> so it's like, hey, how are you? <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers activate. So all I want to just tell people out there is the comedians will do the thinking for you, okay? Don't elbow tap. Air fist. Do this as much safer, all right? That's all. Elbow tap closer to your face and you sneeze there, all right? From a kid who graduated first in the class. You know, I was homeschooled. I was prom king and queen. Anyways, all right. Uh, any more jokes? <laughs> I'm always looking. I'm looking at the. There's a young lady, a camera woman in the back, so I'm making sure she's laughing at these jokes. When she goes, when I see this, I go, oh, that's offensive. I got to edit that one out right there. So I'm editing on the fly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, we we're down to a couple of minutes, so let me just make sure we mention okay. a couple of uh, important uh, gigs coming up. Uh, first of all, you're at Skippy's starting uh, yeah. May 30th every Monday. Monday, May 30th. Cape, yeah. South Yarmouth. South Yarmouth, 8.30 p.m. It's a fun night out. Uh, a fun night out and uh, yeah. it is a lot of fun. Uh, right June 16th, uh, Ron Cox, uh, yeah. executive director here. He'll be roasting Ronnie. After a 30-year wonderful career. in. He didn't media. realize that he's been retired for like four years. They just kept letting him come in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's part of your roast. <laughs> Uh, Joey Voices will also be appearing at that. We have Spicy World Comedy Night, July 6th. 16th. 16th, yeah. I'm sorry. And right. I'm jumping ahead. Fulcino Vineyard with Paul Gilligan. June 17th. June 17th. And if you don't make it, I'm going to punch you in the face. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, so I was doing De Niro for <laughs> Punch you in the face. <laughs> I'm going to punch me in the face. Great stuff, Dave. Yeah, Busy, funny. Appreciate Thank you coming you. on. Funny. Yeah, uh, we we uh, I enjoy being in the basement in the uh, the old mall and access television. Well, we we have plans to revamp. The Actually, whole, the whole show. I feel safe here. I feel comfortable. I feel if a nuclear bomb goes off, we're safe. We'll, we'll be starting. You and I will be. We'll be Gilligan's Island people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have to Google that one. Jeez, I'm, I'm you got Paul Gilligan on the brain right now. Couple of guys in their fifties. Yeah, fifties. Uh, showing, showing that I was Are born you? on leap year. I'm oh, like nine. Okay. I was um, born on February 29th. I'm nine Dave years Russo. old. Pleasure. Oh, pleasure, pleasure, man. Thank you, man. Uh, and and, and keep back. tuning in. 
Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. Jeez, what are we going to go right back. now? Let's go Let's go to Spicy World. We'll go to all seasons. We'll go somewhere. Thank you so much for coming on. You know, I like to end the show with a quote, and um, uh, I feel these days people need hope. So I thought, who better to grab a quote from than Mr. Bob Hope? Okay. Right? You know, okay. One of the legendary sure. teams, right? Greatest of uh, all time. Did wonderful things for our veterans Absolutely. and uh, fighting men and women, of course. And he said... When we recall the past, we usually find that it is the simplest things, not the great occasions, that in retrospect give off the greatest glow of happiness. It's the little things, Maldon. God bless. Thank That's you, right. David. So don't worry about that pocket ticket. <laughs> Good night, everybody.